Welcome to the Walking with Angels podcast. Today, my guest is Jerry Hillegeist. Jerry, how do we know each other? We are sisters. She's my sister. And friends. We're both because that's the best way to be. Um, Yeah, Jerry's my little sister. I got to be her big sister. Do tell us about your, your schooling and the degree that you've got and are working on. So... I am one semester away from my bachelor's in psychology. My associates was in family studies, uh, behavioral science with emphasis in family studies. And um, I'm working on my master's in psychology. So, yeah, she is the long time coming. She's the academic go-getter of our family. And we're so proud of her. So the first question that I like to ask people is, do you believe in angels? Yes. Yes. Do you want me to yeah. go yeah. further? Tell or? us why you believe in angels. So I don't, I don't, I think I don't think of them traditionally like most people do. I don't think of them as people with wings flying around doing things. I don't know. I feel like most of the time angels are people, like I was saying, on the Lord's errand and which can be either you're physically alive or you're not. But um, I also feel like they always have a purpose. They're not, they're either sent from the Lord or can even be sent from Satan, which is not as fun. But <laughs> I think they always have a fun. directive. <laughs> right. No, not as good, but they're still, they have a purpose no matter what they're doing. And right. So yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say I think of them in the way of like, ghosts as people sometimes think, but right. yeah, I think they right. always have a reason and a directive when they're dealing with living people. Right. Cool. Cool. That's a very uh, interesting view on that. Yeah. I like, I haven't recorded the podcast where I talk about, you know, there are angels, both sides that we yeah, when we when we think of angels, a lot of people think about heavenly beings with wings. That's it's they're, they're really just like people, right? They're people, they're spirits that are one person in this spirit, right? And then um Satan has angels that followed him after he left heaven. They're active and present. And it's it would be I think immature, maybe is a good word, to think that they're not there and that they don't have anything to do with us when in reality they do. They, they're they very present. We'll get into like some scriptures that we think are really awesome that, that help us kind of 
think about the spiritual realm with disembodied spirits or unembodied spirits that are talk about Elijah I think because your your scripture story that you like um, talks about Elijah so we'll do that in a minute but um yeah cool the next question is have you had experiences where you knew angels were with you Yes. You're supposed to think about these before we came. <laughs> what, so what's your, what, well, yes. what experience so do you feel um, you want to share right now? Um, I, I don't know. It's like I said, sometimes I don't think that they're, they don't come the way we think. And I think they come when we least expect it. I hardly ever, I think if we're like, I need an angel, and then there they are. No. I think that they come to us when we absolutely need them. Um, but just the one, the one that I thought of when I read your questions was when I was getting ready to have Olivia, and it was awful, awful. I'm not giving all of those details, but it was the first time that, like, physically, I didn't think I would be able to to do what I needed to do. I don't think. I wasn't really like, I'm going to die or anything like that. I just was like, I, I'm done. I was completely tapped out physically. And Dylan gave me a blessing. And, I mean, he blessed me that Melody would know what to do, the midwife and my doctors, and we'd find the right person and all of these things. But he also said that those with us would be able to give me the strength I needed. And when he said that, I remember I was thinking of, you know, Katie and mom and me, Melody, yeah. the people physically around me, you, the people around I me. I remember that now. But I had just a, like, there was more than just people there. There was yeah. angels. And I can't say, like, point out who they were, which to me was irrelevant. Right. <laughs> I knew they knew me and they loved me. Yep. And they were there. Yeah. That's, you know, and to me, the details, I don't think the details are ever that really important. But it was like that extra help and strength from the other side that I needed. And I, I felt, and I don't, I don't think you really want to get into too much of like the atonement because I feel like it goes that way. But there's the enabling power of the atonement instead of just the salvation part. And that was the first time in my life that I had felt that. No, no, like I think that the spiritual, physical help. Yeah, I know. I think that we can go there. I think that's a good idea. Before when you said sometimes the details aren't that important and with our physical eyes because we are here in this life in this modality we don't get to see I don't get to see angels like I haven't seen seen angels not like oh look there's an angel like with my eyes that's not how it works for me and it doesn't work like that with a lot of people and so it gives us this doubt that maybe we don't have um, the angels there. And I think that that's one of the things that I really want to do with this podcast is realize that we do have angels there all the time, constantly, and um, especially when we need them, right? And that we don't see them, um, but we can feel them and we can feel their love and we can feel their concern for us. And I do think that goes over into the Savior's grace because that is how it happens. 
that's how we feel it is with, with our hearts and with our spirit not with our physical body or our physical mind or our physical eyes we feel it and I think that that is important to note is that all of these things happen through Jesus Christ he is the power that creates and he's the power that makes it so that we can feel feel the presence and feel the strength and and the enabling power of the atonement and I think that even in like the repentance power of the atonement it's still enabling it's still giving us something we can't do by ourselves and I think that when with that experience that you had as you're going into you know you have a baby inside you and that baby has to come out <laughs> and you're like I've never done this before <laughs> and this is kind of scary and sometimes like it's very human to let fear take over and to be like just do whatever you got to do and you give responsibility over to the people outside of you and I think that that's where a lot of women when it comes to childbirth they either feel empowered or controlled and it's really it's really hard to find that spot because you've never done it before it's not something you've done before and so it's like oh my goodness I'm not sure what to do and that is where um, I have felt angels also is in those moments of of childbearing where I am beyond my my ability to to do you know, this is my physical body. I've done everything I can to prepare it and and make it so it's going to do what it's supposed to do. But when it comes down to it, I am still relying on my Savior Jesus Christ, my Father in Heaven, the Spirit to tell me what to do, and angels to help me. It's, it's true. So I'm glad you brought that up. I think that I think that totally applies. Um, so now let's talk about your favorite example of <laughs> angels in the scriptures. Um, okay, so in Second Kings nineteen, I, like I said, I had to go look it it's up. Chapter, I didn't remember. Yeah, chapter was, nineteen. But, oh, nineteen. Yeah, Good I job. Because I was like, yeah. Okay. Um, when the prophet Elijah is, he's been pushed out. He's been exiled. There, Jezebel's after him, trying to kill him. Because she's insane. He lays under a juniper tree and he prays and says, Lord, take me. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm, I've done everything you asked me to do. And I know I'll go to you. But I just, I'm done. I, and it's kind of like what we were just talking about. It's not childbirth. But I think it's when we get to that physically, mentally, emotionally, we're just done. We can't do it. And he's completely relying on the spirit of that time. He's like, that's all I have left is to pray, to lay here and pray. Yeah. And then I think also the that Lord... he's in a place, he's also in a place of like, I don't see where my mission is going. Like my physical me here, it's not helping anybody. I can't talk to anybody. I can't leave this place because they're going to kill me. And no one was listening to me before, even when you called fire down from heaven. It's, yes. <laughs> he says, I, I, I don't know what you want me to do here because I feel like my mission is over. So, yeah, I love that. Just take me now. We've all had moments like me. that where it's like, just, yeah. just take me. I'm, 
I'm Definitely sure I'd be, be better. More work. <laughs> I'd be better. I'd be better as an angel. <laughs> yes. Let me, yeah. Let me go be that angel. So, yeah. He's just like I'm done. I'm I'm out. And and I think it's interesting because there's a lot of dialogue back and forth between Elijah and the Lord. And then, but in this instant, the Lord doesn't reply to him. He he falls asleep and then he sends. It, he's awoken by an angel. And so I think, I don't know, uh, to me that's kind of significant where sometimes the Lord's like, he's not going to tell you no, but he's like physically, here you go, here's an angel. And so he knows it's from the Lord. And the angel tells him, nope, your journey's long and you have to climb a mountain and you have to go do all of these other things. So eat this bread I made you, cake of bread, eat, drink this water, rest, and then we're going to be on our way because your mission is not over. And he's like, fine, but... I just, I don't know. I think yeah. that I like that story because it's when we just get to the end, the end of it all. And the angel's purpose is to help him with his mission, his physical mission. Where And right. I don't know. To me, it's also like the angel could just pick him up and take him where he needs to go. But he doesn't do that. He gives him the, sh- the physical strength he needs to finish his own mission. So right. I like that. Right. And and in doing so, I'm sure Elijah learned something about Elijah, right? It wasn't like, it, it's it's in doing those hard things. It's in climbing the mountain that we learn what we're supposed to learn. Is it after that that he meets Elijah? Is it, yes. Or is he, it after he comes down from the mountain? So it's after, so he goes up to the mountain and meets his servant, and then, and then the servant, and then Elijah goes to the servant and says, who is this man? Because he's been hearing about him. So I think it is after the mountain, right. after he comes down off the mountain. Because he leaves his servant down. Okay. He tells the servant not to come up the mountain with him. Right. And I think that that's one of the cool parts about this story is, like, Elisha is done. He's like, take me now, God. And then God's like, no, you still have stuff to do. And then he does, you know, some things. And then he finds Elijah. And Elijah's like, teach me everything you know. I want to do what you do. I want to be God's prophet. I want to do this because it's amazing. And he totally believes. He has all of the faith in the world in Elisha. And afterwards, they do amazing miracles. And they go on to to create, like, you know, the the stories that come after. But, like sometimes we're just not done because we haven't met that person that needs us or we need them and we can't see it now but it's going to happen right and god knows god knows better than we do so Mm -hmm. yes so any other thoughts on that just that kind of going along with what we were saying before i think he sends them to us when we're we're done and he's like no but and like I said, sometimes it's people and sometimes it's angels and, you know, but he gives us that strength. We need to finish our mission, whatever that physical mortal mission is. He'll yep. send what yep. we need to do that. So the, the other question that I have is how do you feel Jesus shows his love through angels? Exactly like we were just talking, I think. It is, you said grace, and I think that sums it up pretty good, where 
he gives us grace in many different ways, but we are physical beings. And so I think sometimes, you know, most of the time it speaks to our soul, the atonement, the, our testimonies, the Holy ghost, it speaks to our spirit. And sometimes we need more, I don't know, tangible, I guess is the word, but at the same time they're angels. So they're not, but a more physical representation of him, I guess is the way that I would say it. And the grace comes from his love. Yeah. So his, I was saying how his grace comes in many different forms, I think. And the first way we always think is through salvation of our souls and which is very important, but also that comes at the end. Whereas while we're living, we need, sometimes we need that grace day by day or when we are at the end of our rope or when we're just physically done or mentally or even spiritually, we're just in a place where we're like, I don't know and I can't anymore. And I think that's why sometimes physical angels, sometimes we can see them, sometimes we can just feel them, sometimes they're our family members, our people around us and we, it's how he sends his grace to us sometimes I think yeah yeah they're the conduit for his love I love that um so I have a a special question for you um and it's probably because I know you well (laughs) that I thought of this one but um how has a belief um, in angels and life after I, death blessed your life? Being, mortality is hard. It just, it sucks sometimes. And <laughs> God never said, he never sat us down and said, this is going to be easy. This is going to be so fun, you know. I I think so many times we, we do that as humans. Why God? Why me? Why this? Why Why now? You know, we just ask him all the time. Why is this so hard? That kind of a thing. And he never promised it would be hard, but he, he promised that we could get through it and he would help us through it. And the Savior is what provides that gateway, that bridge, that support that we need. And when it just gets too hard, I think that you, we have to believe in the other side, that this isn't it. And if we don't believe in that, ultimately on the other side for me personally I I would be like what are we doing here what is why is this so hard and why are we doing any of this why am I pushing to be a better person to be a good family member when or whatever it is you know a mom which is the hardest job of all and you just are like what there has to be something else and when I read your question I was I've been thinking a lot if I was going to share this but I'm going to um, cause it's hard, but right after dad passed away, um, Lewis came out, he helped me pack up my whole house cause Dylan was working and we're driving back and he's in a bad place. Just bless his poor heart. He just was broken and he was, he starts like, it was, came as an attack where he's like, how can you believe in anything? Cause this doesn't make any sense. This is so hard. This makes no sense. And I was in a place where I was still trying to piece everything together I'm spiritually, mentally, physically, I was done. I'm, and he's like, and we were driving back and I was like, I can't get out of the car. Like if I, if we were somewhere else, I think I would have hugged him and left. 
because I just was not, I couldn't do it. And so I was praying and I just was like, help him is what I, my thought was. Cause I was like, I'm not going to explain it to him. Nothing I say right now will help him because of where he was at. Yeah. And there's not, there's no answer. There's whether it's you are religious or non-religious pain. when you lose a loved one and things happen that just do not make sense and it's just a tragedy there's no answer and no no one's going to give you a good answer so i prayed and i was just silent and i let him go on and he just went on and on and on and i finally just and my own answer surprised me and it was half my testimony and the other half the lord i think but i said to him i'm not going to get into doctrinally all of the things which is still important but it's when you're in that place sometimes it doesn't help and so I said there just has to be more there's more there has to be more on the other side and and to me I even was like okay that's what I got to take right now that's where I'm at that dad's life or you know Hannah and other past experiences there just has to be another side or else nothing makes sense to me spiritually. And so angels come into that in a way, I think, of just that spirituality of mm-hmm. the connection with the yeah. other side. There is, they're still beings. They're still alive. And like we said, when I felt those, the presence, I didn't, I knew they knew me and I knew they loved me, but I didn't know their names. And to me, that's the other side. That's the belief. That's the whole reason of, yes, physical is important, but it's not it. That's not it. It's not the end. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's not the end. <clears throat> yeah, I, it does make sense. And I think that that's it, is that <clears throat> we, um, most of us have had one experience in our lives at least one that we can say there was a power beyond my own there there's something else because i didn't have the power to do this and i know that there was help that that helped me do whatever the hard thing was and that um <clears throat> in that moment that we realized that like yeah there is there is something on the other side. There is um, evidences that are there that we can't say, oh, I saw this with my eyes. I have proof that this happened. It's like, no, you're just going to have to take my word for it because I felt it. It's inside me. It, it happened inside myself, not not some existential thing. Like it was... Um, outside of your body and you could you know take a picture of it or anything like and and I think that that's where a lot of the um <clears throat> the secular world and the spiritual world just they they don't make sense together because there is very little evidence especially of the the good um spiritual like it's very internal and a lot of the time we don't see the angels that are there um <clears throat> and when we lose a loved one and we want to know are they still there i have found that the lord finds a way 
that makes sense to us to help us see that it's not the end, that they are still there in some form or fashion. It's really interesting because as we've had loved ones pass away, especially recently, um, so daddy passed away in March and then Bruce passed away in June, my father-in-law, with both of those experiences as different as they were in the actual experience, the thoughts and feelings that you have are very similar. Like, why couldn't he stay? Why did he have to die? What is the, you, you know, I know you have a reason, God. I know you have a purpose because I know that you're, you're there and that you care about us and you love us because I felt that. When we ask those questions, what are the answers? What is what does the spirit tell us as we go on that, that journey? And I think that one of the things that helped me the most is after daddy passed away, um, I was I was asking why, but it was more like I know that you're not gonna answer the why. But is there some big reason why he had to die? Like because in as we're here, as we're sitting here like, or me in my car as I'm driving, I feel like it would be better for him to be a grandpa here, <laughs> see my children here, and my children have a grandpa, right? And so, in my mortal mind, I'm like, it makes more sense for him to be here, and that he has more, more of an influence if he stays. And I was like, just, can you, can you help me understand why he had to go? And... Sorry. Everyone um, does, and it's it's silly to say sorry when I know, you have I always a do, normal reaction um, to something emotional. But go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. It's normal. It's normal to get all choked up and not be able to speak. Right. <laughs> um. So in my asking, um, I was given a very small. But it came with it came with more than just the voice. Is that, I I don't know if that makes sense. So um, the spirit said, "The reasons are too big to number, and the effects are too wide to show you. You'll just have to find out later." But it came with with like the the opening of my mind. And then it was like a peace came on my heart and it was like, there is a reason. And in that moment, I was like, okay, <sighs> all right, I'll have faith in your plan. I'll have faith in all this that I can't see. But I want an answer. <laughs> And I was like, one day I want an answer. I want to see the effect that this has had on all of humanity. Because because I want to see it. Not because I'm selfish or because I want validation. But because in my limited scope right now, I want one day to and be able sacrifice. to to understand my sacrifice. And it's so interesting because 
you know, you think, well, he would rather be here. And, you know, whether that's true or not, <clears throat> he, he would want to be here. And sometimes you have to just think that that God has a bigger plan and that whatever whatever the plan is is that we will find out we'll find out one day how important it was for for the sacrifice to be made um, and I think we come closer to our Savior as we as we um, go through these hard things because one we rely on him we rely on the the healing power of our Savior's grace that, that fills us and, and helps us keep moving on, right? And also, I think that we, as we go through the hard things, we understand what it's like to be the Savior, to feel the sacrifice that he felt um, in giving up his own life, but even in um, from day to day, the the things that he sees, the tragedies and and really hard things that he sees that he's trying to help people with if they'll come to him. And so in our sacrifice, in our, in our sadness and grief, we come to the Savior and he's able to help us and heal us and, you know, give us that peace that is not found anywhere else. And I think that in that, that belief of life after death, that we grow. We grow more and more each time that we have to face it and eventually like face our own. And that's just part of life. It's part of what we came here to learn. And so like it's really interesting because like, we've talked about birth and death today and that they're natural life cycles. People are born and people die and it, in in so much of that there's so much joy when a baby is born and there's so much sadness when a person dies and i think it's like it's a welcoming and then it's a lot you know you feel like you're grieving the loss of a person but in so many ways we need to see it as as a continual pass that this spirit was alive and a person before they came into mortal existence and then they're born and they get to live this mortal life and then eventually we all leave this mortal life and continue on a life after and that it's all part of our learning and coming closer to to Christ and our Father in Heaven becoming more of who we are not less of who we are but more of who we are and our special strengths and facing our weaknesses but that can our weaknesses sometimes are are our strengths we just don't see them like they are and then you know it, but it's all continual I've had experiences where I have I've heard of like thoughts come to my mind from people on the other side and they're not my thoughts. They're not something I would have said. And it's like they, they, they're speaking to us if we're listening. And they're still on a journey. They're still learning things. And they still have a, a purpose on the other side. And 
it's just I love how how it all just goes together the 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 plan is so perfect I appreciate you coming today Jerry and spending the time to visit and um, share your experiences with us because is there anything else you want to say I mean that's why we're here we believe that's why we're here for I mean there's a lot of reasons but one of them is experience and to grow and without experience we don't grow whether it's hard usually hard or easy it's like or just happens to us you know that's it's our spirit that's experiencing these things like yes physically is what bring the mortality like you said birth death life all the things that we're doing comes about through mortality but it's our spirit that's experiencing that and you also use the word continuous it's a continuous experience pre-mortal mortal and the next life and I think if we keep that perspective it helps it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. make things easier I I don't like that word of like oh if you believe then it's not hard you don't mourn your dead if you understand <laughs> and that's not true at all no no that's <laughs> but that's having not the truth yeah. the idea that it's continuous it's and that our experience is constant and we get to share that experience with the ones that have passed on I kind of thought that I had that idea of dad being with his parents right now and they get to experience things together now and talk about their experiences when they were alive and we'll get to do that one day and that's a comforting thought to me. You're welcome. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you all feel that there are angels all around you and that they are present. And all you have to do is ask how you can see them and just pay attention, not being so busy that we can't see the blessings that God has given us around us. So 